Hello, and welcome to the Soul Sister Movement Podcast, the show that helps you live your best midlife by helping you navigate this phase of life with joy, confidence, and fulfillment. Join us on an incredible journey of self-discovery and empowering stories with seasoned experts and inspiring women that will leave you feeling empowered, motivated, and ready to conquer the world. You deserve to live a fulfilled and joyful life. Let the Soul Sister Podcast be your guide on this amazing journey. Tune in today and let the Soul Sister Podcast inspire you to live your best mid-life. Hello and welcome back to the show, to the Soul Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Noni Banks. And joining us today is the founder of Mother Cuppa, Candace Mason. So a health diagnosis in her teens resulted in her undergoing medically induced menopause. Candace began exploring how natural remedies could provide support and relief. She learned how to select and mix different plants for specific health benefits and now uses this knowledge to create a line of herbal tea blends that can be used to support women through the life cycle of changing hormones in busy lives. Welcome to the show, Candice. Lovely to meet you, Noni. Thank you for having me on today. For sure. So today, everyone, we are chatting about natural remedies to help with balancing hormones during menopause, as well as how to advocate for your own health, which is super important. So Candice, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the story behind Mother Cuppa, which I love the name? Thank you. Yes, it does get a lot of comments, the name. Um, So I was diagnosed with endometriosis. Um, Oh, gosh possibly over 20 years ago I'm not, not that I'm giving away my age and um, <clears throat> as a result of that diagnosis I mean I really was quite unwell at one point um, and I was on a lot of medication and in and out of hospital having sort of all sorts of operations um, some of the treatment that I had at that time put my they put my body into an induced um, medical menopause that was reversible so it was all um induced with hormones and then reversed with hormones so my body was in a little bit of a mess for a little while on top of sort of trying to deal with the endometriosis and when I came out of that treatment I thought you know what I'm, I'm totally done with medical intervention I've been prodded and poked in all sorts of places and I was feeling pretty flat about it and I felt like I wanted to sort of empty my body of all toxins and everything I could and almost start again. Um, So I was in that really privileged place that the induced menopause allowed me to almost start my cycles again. But I, I, um, of course, this was back in the day before we had social media. Right. People talked about all sorts of bits and pieces. And so I got a book from the library and this wonderful section in there about sort of how to help your body in more holistic ways and there was a little tiny chapter in there around medicinal plants and how they might support you and so off I trotted to the health food shop and um, became best friends with the lady in there I was in there sort of every week and she was giving me all sorts of lotions and potions and concoctions and um, often she would just say to me you know um, just blend that in with the tea or you know mix that with a, a nice rose ingredient or something to make it taste lovely and that's really where my sort of fascination with medicinal plants started um oh. 
But I loved that you introduced the beginning as this being about a whole health around uh, around wellness and around women's uh, women's health needs. So how did you, other than just going to the library and really reading what you seemed to have needed at the time, was there ever a moment where you felt like your body was kind of leading you to certain plants and certain mixtures? How did you learn to put those all together? Yeah, well, often I would go into the health food shop with almost like a pain point and a, a sort of problem that I was trying to deal with. And I would get given several different ingredients to try and then I would come home and make those. Now, I was a big advocate of diary keeping. I, I still am, although not as bad, you know, it was quite incessant at one point. Um, and really what I would do is look at the foods I was eating what I was consuming, how much sleep I was getting, how hydrated I was, what sort of exercise I was doing. And then I'd really note down what was happening around my cycles each month. Um, So for me, it's been a bit of an evolving journey. Obviously, as we age, our cycles start to become different and we have children and things change and, and, and are different in our lives. So for me, it was about documenting a lot of that and trying to really work out what does work for me and what doesn't work for me. Um, certainly I have found two things in particular hydration and sleep so um, if I don't manage those too well uh, I tend to suffer I suffer a lot with a sort of bloating inflammation and and when you have endometriosis having inflammation isn't very good because it causes a lot of pain Um, so that's managing my inflammation was really quite key to to the success of my journey Um, and then I would look at really historical uh, medicinal plants what they were sort of used for I mean some medicinal plants have a history of over 4,000 years so there's a lot of reading that can be done Um, and so I'd read about a plant and then I would sort of play around with it at home and maybe try and include it in my diet and and like I say just note how I was sort of feeling after those those consumptions. So do you recommend like when people come to you and let's say I'm just going to use myself as an example (laughs) Okay, I'm having hot flashes. So is there a go-to plant for everyone for hot flashes? Or do you, you know, kind of customize those? The the first thing I will say is that um, hot flashes are increased with your your hydration levels. Uh, So if you, I'll try and explain this. So if you are having a hot flush, I'm a night sweat person. So I totally get where you're coming from. Um, so you're losing bodily fluids at that point because you're very hot and you're getting quite sweaty and you're losing your fluids when you're in this stage of your life and your hormones are surging you're already losing an abundance of fluids at that time as well throw that hot flush in throw in um, a little bit of exercise and throw in the fact that majority of the general population are about two percent dehydrated at the best of times Actually, what you're finding is your body is becoming really, really dehydrated and actually your hot flushes will get worse where your body's trying to work much harder. Um, so keeping your body hydrated is a really great thing for helping um, for helping your hot flushes and your night sweats. So that's a really helpful thing. Um, what I will find is that it's a bit like anything, really, you know, for the vast majority, the, the, the teas that I would produce would work for most women. But there will be some women where that they don't feel that same effect. It's a bit like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I love eating an avocado, but it doesn't have the same effect on me as it does on other people. So, um, you know, I need eight hours sleep a night. Some people can survive on six. So, of course, we're all so different and so unique. And I think it's about 
finding what works really, really well for us um, as individuals. But for me personally, I'm a massive advocate of adaptogen plants. Um, so you will find those will feature quite a lot in my blends. Um, obviously, I'm quite a new business, so we're just launched with a few at the moment. But as we grow, you will see a lot of adaptogen herbs in my in my teas. Perfect. So can you share a little bit more about the benefits of, inc- of incorporating these remedies into our wellness routine or wellness journey as we you know, travel along this 40 plus. Yeah, <laughs> this, this wonderful, joyous phase of our lives. Right. <laughs> that sort of um, sucker punches you, doesn't it? If you exactly. literally turn 40, like, oh my goodness. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, yes, there's certainly, I do, certainly as I've, I've gotten to this stage, um, really, I, I don't really want too many processed things going on in my body because actually we want to keep ourselves as natural as we possibly can. So eating as as much uh, foods from its most natural source will be really, really helpful. Diet will play a huge role in this. And actually in this phase, I mean, you cannot change hormones that you know raging around that is a biological state that our bodies are going to go through but we can manage a lot of our symptoms through holistic treatments um for me i have chosen uh, a plant-based um teas to support me but in addition to that i make sure i get a lot of sleep i'm making sure i'm really hydrated i'm making sure that i'm doing as much exercise that is good for my body and keeps my bones strong at this age range. So there's lots of sort of almost preventative um, strategies that you can put in place. Some people like yoga and meditation. Some people like to hike and read and make sure they're getting some self-care in there. Um, So lots and lots of things that women can find that will help to look after themselves. But diet is a massive part in this. Um, What you eat, it's what you are ultimately isn't it and look I'm no angel um Nonny I'm not going to pretend I mean I'm I'm I do love a burger or a pizza (laughs) I love pizza (laughs) I'm not I'm not a perfect kitten all of the time but I do know that it because I've listened I've tried to be in tune with my body I I've, I've kept notes on what works for me and how I'm feeling um I do know that if I have uh, I've just come back from a holiday and I'm going to pay for that sort of thing, um, you know, it's really about being in tune with your body and knowing when you're prepared to te- to make those choices and that you're more in control of your choices rather than just being on autopilot and grabbing the first thing that goes goes in hand. I mean, I, I've made a choice, a very conscious choice to cut out caffeine from my diet and alcohol because I just felt that the two of those were taking more than they were giving. Mm. Um, And when I weighed up the sort of pros and cons, so yeah, I'm a bit disappointed about not being able to have a glass of wine. And again, I I may still have a glass of wine every now and then, but I I know that I will be up at 3am and I will have my hot flashes, night sweats will be back. Um, I struggled quite a bit with nighttime anxiety which is a really unusual uh, symptom as as you approach menopause I've I've met a few people that have had it but um, so for me just any caffeine and alcohol were just doing nothing to support me with that and um, I felt worse when I did so I think it's just about being in tune with what your body um, is capable of taking really and that's good and that's a good transition into my next question you learned early on to be an advocate for your health uh, which you know 
thankfully, you know, we get the benefits of it because of these tea blends. But what advice do you have for other women who, you know, are facing this journey? And like you said, it's a lot of trial and error trying to figure out what works for your body. You have to have a doctor that really is listens to you and, you know, is an advocate for you as well. But what advice do you have for women who need to, you know, be their own best health advocate? What steps can they take? And what did, what steps did you take or do you continue to take to be your best health advocate? That's such a great question. I would, I hope that I speak on behalf of quite a few women when I say the whole, uh, this phase of our life is quite overwhelming. There's a lot of information on the internet. There's a lot of people talking about these uh, secular stages on social media and it just feels like everywhere you turn, somebody's chatting about it. So it can feel really, really overwhelming. So I think my first point of call is start small. You don't need to do, you know, you don't need to be eating vegan and singing to the stars. (laughs) and the moon um if that doesn't fit your lifestyle you've got to think about what what logically is going to fit with you and your family's lifestyle because you've got to feed your kids as well and you've got to be you know there for them all all of the time or running around or you're working full-time or what have you so just start really really small think about some of the things that are your biggest problems so if hot flushes are your biggest problem let's focus on those to start with if they're the bit that really gets to you let's have a look at what we can do to support them Um, let's make a note of when they're happening um, because you'll probably find that there's a pattern to those happening. Um, Uh Often, even when we're out the other side of menopause, we will still have some quite interesting patterns that would typically have been along our cycles. So start to get in tune with what happens to your body. Um, If you need medical intervention, always go and seek that, but go armed with the information that you know about yourself. Um, because often, I mean, I can only speak what it, what it's like in the UK, but I'm told that I was put in front of a, a, a women's health GP and they really didn't have a clue. <laughs> and I was sort of saying, no, no, that's not going to work for me. Um, I think really being confident and knowing your body. And if, you're, if your gut instinct is, no, this is really, this is not me, this is bad, this is not feeling great. I think really feel confident that you know that about yourself. And... Um, yeah, I would just start small. For me, it was sleep was a massive issue as I as I turned into my 40s. And so I went and there's so much research, go and have a look, go and find the things that you can relate to. Try some of those at home, note the things that work well for you. Um, loads, I was recommended so many times to try meditation to help me with my sleep and anxiety. But I just could not get my head around it. I just, for me, meditation, I just couldn't get into it at all. It did nothing. Um, I'm sure it would do something if I persisted. Maybe I wasn't very patient with it, but I didn't (laughs) feel comfortable doing it. It just wasn't for me. So it was a case of, okay, that's fine. We'll just find something else that's going to work well for you. So that's where I would say start small and document. And that's important what you just said about like not feeling that you have to be in a certain box for yourself and feeling guilty. Even, I mean, we feel, why do we just feel guilty about everything? It's so true. Do you think they give us certificates when we walk out of the hospital with our babies? Like, (laughs) I'm just like, I, and for me too, meditation, I can quiet my mind for about five minutes. And I had a therapist that just helped me understand, like, if you could just, 
maybe ground yourself for five minutes, do something that you can touch, feel, see, whatever. That's enough. Like you don't have to put that pressure on yourself. No, hundred percent. I mean, I've read um, recently that actually just sitting and reading a book for five minutes is its own form of meditation. Um, for me, uh, actually blending teas is very therapeutic. I find the whole process of blending them and I've, I've blended a relax blend, which is exactly what worked for me. I, I'm very much exactly like you were saying, just finding something that helps you ground. So uh, smells will really help to ground me. So a really lovely candle, or a really nice hand cream. I can you sort of breathe in and smell and that that will really help to ground me. So for me, I've incorporated some beautiful smells into my teas because I find that gives me that five, and all I need is five minutes peace sometimes. There you go. <laughs> that, that could be at 3 a.m. or it could be 4 p.m. Or... Right. <laughs> yeah. So, for, I, I mean, I find um, actually the whole sort of ritual of making your cup of tea and just taking a few moments to sit down with it nice and warm in your hands. I just find that really comforting. And I think you just have to find your own comforts in life sometimes. That's so true. Now, I do have a question for those of us who take medication. So I take medication for my heart. Um, I'm totally on this journey of getting myself to a place with my doctor and myself. I can wean myself off, right? But right now, a lot of times when I'm taking supplements, sometimes I, I, in the past, I didn't always disclose that because, you know, a lot of Western medicine people just poo poo if you take supplements. Mm -hmm. So my question, but I did realize the research that one of the supplements did not have a counter effect with my blood pressure medication. So I stopped. So talk to me about for people who take medication that could have reactions to a certain type of plant and then discussing it with their doctor. How do we go approach this? <laughs> Just the first thing I would say is ask your GP or Google your medication. The medication information on their website should say if there are particular plants or indeed other other things that might impact your medication. And there and there certainly are that um you know there are some very powerful plants out there. In fact, um nearly every single medication that we take in today's society derives from a plant-based product um so it's really interesting and they they add sort of lots of synthetics to it to make it the medicine that you see it today but if in doubt always check with your gp um, but it should be listed on the company's um on the medication company's website uh, whether you can or can't and i wouldn't want to be the best i wouldn't want to be the person that said yeah you'll be fine because you know you need that medication particularly if it's something like your heart i think there's some autoimmune conditions where there's specific medication um where certain herbal ingredients aren't so great with it um obviously if you're pregnant um there are certain plants that you shouldn't be shouldn't be taking because they're known to sort of induce labors um and again if you're a lady that's going through any sort of cancer treatments again just check most most herbal teas will be fine but there will be odd ingredients that that that, that certain medications won't do well with okay perfect because that's you know one of my questions that i kind of i'm on the seesaw with <laughs> Like, yeah, I tell them that I research. It's, yeah, it's it, it's very important to disclose 
disclose to your GP uh, on certain medications. I understand particularly heart medications, like I say, certain autoimmune diseases, and if you're if you're a cancer sufferer, um, just run that past um, your GP. Definitely your supplements and any any herbs you're taking. Um, okay. Yeah, just to make sure because I think they interact with um, they interact with certain transmitters. So if that uh, is a medication that is also interacting with a transmitter, it will have problems. You'll have problems. Okay. Well, good to know. You know, I don't want to do anything that harms myself. No, but I... and I'm by no means an expert on every medication, so definitely would recommend that you go and check that with your GP, 100%. That's good advice. That's good advice. Well, thank you, Candace, so much. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, um, your website, your social media platforms, all that good stuff? That would be amazing. Thank you. So I'm actually a relatively new business. We only launched at the end of October 22. I'm a woman in midlife uh, trying to get around the challenges of menopausal symptoms and all sorts of bits and pieces. And I thought this would be a really good time to launch a business and, um, you know, just completely put myself out there. So um, I'm absolutely loving the journey of meeting new ladies just like yourself, Nonny. It's been wonderful. Um, so please do come and find me on any of the social media platforms. Believe it or not, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, wherever else I am, um, putting myself on every platform. Um, you will find me as Mother Cup of Tea, and my website is mothercupoftea.com. Um, feel free to email me if you have any questions, or like I say, ping me on Instagram if you, if you want to ask anything. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Candice. No, thank you for having me. It's wonderful. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Soul Sister Movement Podcast. Be sure to visit soulsistermovement.com to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Did you love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe and review our podcast.